Next on BYU Sports Nation, spring football position changes at the coaching level. Why this matters way more than you think. Assistant head football coach Ed Lamb on the number one priority for BYU in spring football. And who's his toughest critic? Plus, freshman phenom gymnast Shannon Hartman keeps winning at everything. And big deal, no deal, matching shirts in Studio B. Yay! Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Station is live on a baseball game day. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday, March 9th, wherever and however you have so chosen to dial in, it's great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who's cuckoo for BYU baseball, Jason Shepard. <laughs> and Cocoa Puffs, by the way. Yes. Uh, yes. The home opener today for BYU baseball. I'm loving it. I, I love baseball so much. I have even, like, I woke up in the middle of the night the other night and was watching like Chinese Taipei and some other team in the World Baseball Classic. Like, it's just... You have a problem, I love baseball so much, and I am so excited that after three long weeks, the Cougars are finally back at Miller Park today. And we have the shirts to prove it. Yes. You're doing something right now, by the way, that Jerem Jordan is vehemently opposed to, and that is wearing matching shirts in Studio (laughs) B. We're twinners! (laughs) We're doing it all for BYU baseball. Yeah, this these is are for you, for yeah, the bad cats. Yeah, these are for you. These are the shirts that uh, these are the BYU baseball shirts that you can buy at the games this year. So uh, we thought we would. Uh, we're essentially the uh, the Barker's beauties of BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> we are we are modeling them for you today. Oh, you are giving us a lot of credit <laughs> with that statement. Wow. Hey, good news on a couple of levels. The BYU Sports Nation podcast is now available on Google Play as well as Stitcher and iTunes and the TuneIn uh, app. It's fantastic. Podcast everywhere, people. Essentially, what you're saying is there's no excuse to ever miss any episode of BYU Sports Nation. No, so for those that were like, well, it's not on Google Play. Yes, it is. Yes. Streaming live right now. Hey, we got some new swag for the set, too, as well. And uh, I want to give a huge shout-out. Uh, to Daniel Clark in Spokane, and to our friend Carol Nielsen in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. We talked about the newspapers that came out after BYU shocked Gonzaga in Spokane, and we're like, Dewey defeats Truman. We've got got to get that one for the set. And sure enough, BYU Sports Nation delivers. Daniel in Spokane sent us the 29 and don't (laughs) sports newspaper from... uh, Spokane, I believe this is uh, what? The Spokesman Review. Yes, the Spokesman Review. Okay. There's another part to this as well that has Nigel Williams Goss, the uh, Gonzaga star point guard, going surrender Cobra <laughs> with, the, with the title of near perfect. <laughs> it's so fantastic. We will find a nice place for both of these, as well as the one Prominently from, displayed. from Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. This is northern Idaho, and there is a. Headline that says, oops, they did it again. Referencing BYU's third straight win in the kennel. And Britney Spears. How about that? Anytime we can get Britney Spears (laughs) and BYU basketball locked in on the same topic, this needs to be somewhere in Studio (laughs) B. Right? Yeah, we need to find a a prominent place to display these. Regardless, thank you to Carol Nielsen and uh, Daniel Clark 
really cool stuff that you would send this in. We will find the perfect place for these unforgettable newspaper headlines chronicling one of the greatest wins in BYU basketball history. This is going to be a good day, guys. I mean, we've already started the show with a reference to Britney Spears mm-hmm. beating Gonzaga, mm-hmm. and you two referencing yourselves as the Barker Beauties. <laughs> well, that was right. Shepard. Show's over, right? We can't go any further than that. Are we going to Costanza this show and just walk out on a high note? We're done. We're done. <laughs> just repeat the first four minutes of the show for an hour. Yeah, it is. I agree with Ben. This Man, is the going Barker to be, Beauties have taken a tumble. It's going to be a fantastic <laughs> Yeah, they, uh, age is, uh, time has not been kind to the Barker's Beauties. <laughs> also this, okay? Ed Lamb will tell us a story about Ty Detmer featuring guacamole. <laughs> this is so good. <laughs> you, you have to hear. Oh, the show is loaded today. Oh, so good. Bring on the headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headline. Spring football rolls on. Fifth practice in the books as of yesterday. Head coach Kalani Satake said he is continuing to be pleased with the progress he is seeing from his team in year number two thus far. I'm liking the progress that we're making. You know, I see it in every position group, and I see it with a lot of different players. And so uh, we're improving uh, individually, and, and uh, we're doing it well as a team and offense and defense and special teams. It's all coming along really well. The head coach and BYU will hold practice a week from tomorrow in St. George, Utah, where it's about 15 degrees warmer. <laughs> I actually know a lot of people that are going to be driving down for that. They're really excited about having that practice in St. George. Well, they want to watch practice, but let's be honest. They want <laughs> 15 degrees warmer and golf. Yeah, as I said, they may mix in uh, some golf while they were mm-hmm. down there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Kalani Satake officially made the announcement that Coach Steve Kafusi will take over as the linebacker coach, while defensive coordinator Eli Satuiaki will focus on the defensive line. Satake will also help out with the linebacker position, and Coach Kafusi was on BYU Sports Nation last week, and he actually talked about making this move i love the change you know uh you know coaching linebackers it's it's been uh, uh seriously i've been excited just to make that move so i can coach a, a different position different perspective we knew this last week as coach kafusi told us on friday and listen this is a big deal people oh this is way more impactful than you might think we will discuss that in just a few minutes BYU Baseball hosting UC Santa Barbara tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern. Maverick Buffalo will take the mound for the Cougars. The game will be broadcast live on BYU Radio. Cougars in the PGA. Zach Blair currently even through nine holes in the first round of the Valspar Championship. Daniel Summerhays is one over par through ten holes. Oops. We did it again. So rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending, brought to you by Ahern Rentals. Your next job is our priority. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. Position mastery for BYU football coaches. You know, it was a great opportunity for him to learn, great opportunity for us to use the head coach, who's a phenomenal linebacker's coach, and I think it would be foolish of us not to, to, not to do that. Defensive coordinator Elisa Tuiaki on Kalani Sitake, helping out by coaching the linebackers. Now, lost beneath the roller coaster of BYU basketball, that had an unbelievable climax in Spokane just a little while ago. And the surge of spring sports now with baseball game day and their home debut. Also the anticipation of Jason Shepard throwing out Friday's first pitch. Mm. Below all of that, 
is BYU spring football, right? It's been lost a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Well, after our conversation today, you will feel an added measure of excitement and passion for spring football. Because I do. And honestly, I needed this convo. Because I was like, eh, what, what, what are we talking about today? It's really good. And it matters, and that's why we want to share it. So first of all, let's get you caught up on some coaching position changes that we just referenced. Kalani Satake, of course, is the head coach. But Jason, he's going to help out with the linebackers, where he had great success in an assistant coaching role early in his career. That's right. And Steve Kafusi will be the linebackers coach, but Kalani is going to basically assist him. He's going to help out in any way that either he feels – he needs to, or Coach Kafusi feels he needs help with. Uh, it's going to be one of those situations where, uh, hey, you know, you, you've got a, a wealth of knowledge with all of these coaches. Why not take advantage of it? You heard in the soundbite from Coach Tuiaki. Why would you not take advantage of a guy like Kalani Satake who has that kind of experience and who, and as you mentioned, has had so much success? Why would you not tap into that? Steve Kafusi has coached the defensive line and football for. More than two decades, and the majority of that has been up front in the trenches. Now he takes a new perspective with Satake back to an experienced group of linebackers, but now that leaves the door open for Eli Satuiaki, the defense coordinator, to focus in on the defensive line where he has had incredible success. And if you need reference and validation for that just look at what he did at the university of utah with those big hog mollies up front yeah he worked with the utah d-line i believe in 2013 and 2014 and that was the year of guys like uh, nate orchard trevor riley i think he worked with hunter dimmick as well so i mean this, this is not, this is not something that's foreign to him and he even said you know he was going back and forth a little bit anyway between linebackers and defensive line so this this is just a switching thing up a little bit and maybe taking advantage of of everybody's strengths. With the coaching position changes in place now for spring football, that brings us to today's Twitter question. Which position group, defensive line or linebackers, will have a greater impact on the 2017 BYU season? Now this is interesting because coaches and obviously personnel factor into this after what we have set up. First tweet in from at BR Lemon. Yeah, it goes with the D-line in the pass rush. It was a weakness last year. They'll shore it up and create opportunities for linebackers and the DBs. When you get pressure on the quarterback with the front four, generally more interceptions, more turnovers, more sacks for the linebackers, all that stuff happens. See, that's where I go with this. Okay, so you say defensive line. I think it is the defensive line. And I also think that the coaches want the answer to be defensive line. And that certainly doesn't mean that they don't want great play out of their linebackers. But the switch to the 4-3 scheme was done because they want that D-line to dominate and set the tone at the line of scrimmage. That was the whole purpose of making that switch. That's what Kalani Satake and Elisa Tuiaki did at previous stops at Oregon State and at the University of Utah. It was all about shoring up the defensive line and making that the priority because as as the 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 tweeter mentioned, the tweeter. The tweeter uh, you know, it sets everything else up. It sets up what your linebackers can do if your D-line is getting the push. So I, I think the coaches want it to be that way because it, it sets the tone for everything that they want to do on defense. Jason, I agree with you, except I don't. 
Okay. <laughs> so if you're not going D-line, uh, are you going linebacker? Yes, I'm going linebackers. First and foremost, because of our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU returns their top three tacklers from last season. Jason, they all played linebacker. <laughs> uh, Fred Warner, Butch Powell, and Francis Bernard. All with 80 or more tackles. I understand why BYU went to the 4-3, and I believe that the defensive line will have a greater impact in year two than they did in year one under the new coaching staff. I just feel like they need a little bit more time to implement everything and bolster that depth and recruit some more before we really start to see the defensive line have a major impact like it did when these coaches were at the school up north. Okay, right now... It's the linebackers. Because of the personnel that BYU has in place right now, the playmakers are there. They proved it last year. Warner, Pau, Bernard. Why would they not have the greatest impact in the 2017 season? I'll be concerned if they don't because of what they did last year. Also, your vocal and emotional leader are both linebackers. Fred Warner's the guy that is going to be the vocal leader. And the emotional leader, after he crushes people in the middle and then smiles at them, is Butch Powell. <laughs> so with your leaders in place and the statistics there, I just don't see any way that they are not the most impactful, the greatest impact position group, not just in spring football, but in the 2017 season. Also, Kalani Satake, as you just referenced, Jason, taking on a larger role with this position group. He's been crazy successful in similar previous roles. You know, you've got to imagine just the stat like this with the, the three top returning tacklers all being linebackers. When, when Coach Sataki goes up to Coach Kafusi, uh, we're thinking about what would you think about maybe coaching the linebackers? Uh, yeah, I'll have no problem with okay. that. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not taking anything away from the playmaking ability of the defensive line. Of course not. Because Corbin Kafusi, Moses Kalamatule, uh, Handsome Tanielu, like these guys are gonna they're gonna make some plays for sure. And they'll get coached up. I just think that the linebackers need to be the most impactful position. I, I, I think that like I said, I think the coaches want it to be the defensive line. I think they're gonna do everything they possibly can to make that defensive line as dominant mm. as they possibly can. Looking forward to the BYU defense, regardless of where you answer this Twitter question. And here's the thing, Jason. Aren't we one day closer? We are indeed. Countdown to the Vikings. 170. Wait, did, did you just lead into the countdown? I told you I was fired up about football today. I, I know, but like, like that took it to a new level. I was Fired up about football today because I, of this conversation. I, I don't know how to handle this now. And I have a feeling the BYU Sports Nation has just been thrown, speaking of baseball, a huge curveball because of this. <laughs> Can you handle that? <laughs> Countdown, Ninja. Wow. What's Trending brought to you by Ahern Rentals. Coming up, we talk BYU football assistant head coach Ed Lamb. What's his family motto on game day? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio Conversation is jumping right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. 
Baseball has its home opener today, 7 Eastern, as the Cougars welcome in UC Santa Barbara for a four-game series. Gauchos were a a College World Series team last year. Now, all four games can be heard on BYU Radio. Saturday's game will be our first on BYU TV, and you can watch it Saturday at 2 p.m. Eastern time. We're brothers, and we're twinning in our baseball shirts. We're brothers. Yeah. Love that show, by the way. (laughs) Give me a high five. (laughs) (laughs) Twitter question today. Which position group, defensive line or linebackers, will have a greater impact on the 2017 BYU season? Jason says defensive line. I say linebackers. You can hear our reasoning downloading the podcast. At Melocopter tweets in, at BYU, it's usually the linebackers. Warner, Pau, and Bernard is a formidable lineup. I 100% agree. Just because of the personnel right there, I know the coaching changes and all the schematic changes are going to make a difference. Those guys are the playmakers, man. Well, I mean, and our stat of the day proved that with 80 tackles between them, and, uh, and they're all back and ready to go. Yesterday, after practice number five of the spring, We talked with BYU assistant head coach Ed Lamb on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. We spoke to Coach Lamb about everything from obviously spring ball and the number one priority there to Ty Detmer's pronunciation of guacamole and who Coach Lamb's biggest critic is. Enjoy! Coach, what is the most important thing BYU football needs to accomplish in this year's spring football? So, um, Coach Satan sent out the goals really clearly, and so we've, we've spent a lot of time um, going over those. And that's we're, we're striving for technical mastery and scheme mastery. And that, you know, by striving, I mean we're trying to improve in those two areas every day. I think, you know, to take it a step further, I've always considered spring ball a, a good bench, benchmark or measuring stick for the progress of spring ball is how quickly we can get back to or surpass where we were at the end of last season in terms of grading out, and, and each position would have their own system of grading for scheme mastery and, and technical mastery. And so, you know, by the end of spring, I'd like to see us advance to, work to a point where we're grading out higher than we did in the bowl game in the last three or four games of last season. Who grades the coaches after spring football, Ed? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, grading the coaches? Yeah. Man, that's you guys. <laughs> so that, yeah. We grade the players, and then you guys grade us. And uh, my wife is a really harsh critic, too. Okay, okay. Those are going on a very permanent transcript, right? <laughs> oh, hey, she, no, she knows it. She knows it, man. She's got a list of questions for me. She's not here to practice every day, but if she shows up and, you know, and, and right, you know, right now it's safeties and special teams, if we give up a return, have a kick blocked, or, any, of course, anything that happens bad on defense, it's the safeties fault, <laughs> you know, in her mind, and she wants to know what's going on. Coach, yesterday uh, Kalani Satake placed some emphasis on depth of the offensive line. He said he wanted eight or ten guys that are capable of playing a lot and making a difference. Where is the development on that right now? Yeah, so using the same type of measuring stick or benchmark, you know, from last year, there's no question we, we've already improved dramatically in the depth of the offensive line position. I was just today, typically I stand, when we, when we go 11-on-11 11 11 football, I typically stand about 40 yards in front of the ball where the back judge would be, and I'm back there so I kind of have a, a closer eye on what the safeties are doing. And so I have a pretty good end-line shot of the offensive line and defensive line 
And there were a few times where the offensive line just kind of broke the huddle and came out to line up. And I was struck by the size and strength of the second unit on the offensive line. Those guys were on the scout team last year, and now they're pushing for playing time, making the starters better. We are much better in that area. This is where we need to give our shout-out to Mike Empey on the program, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Mike, you know, Mike is a tough guy. He's an offensive lineman. Not only that, he's a Cougar. He's a, he's a, a BYU alum offensive line and you know harkening back to the days where we always had the biggest most physical line and it didn't matter who whether we were matching up in conference in the mountain west or the WAC, and and i was here for that transition or or you know whether it was playing what now is called the power five we always had the biggest most physical intimidating offensive line and we're back on track to do that but really how would mrs lamb rate the growth of the offensive line DJ, Mrs. Empey or Mrs. Lamb? Oh, either one. Hey, we, we, we oh, want to know what your wife yeah. and Mrs. Empey think about this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, Stephanie. I don't know how involved she is. I haven't talked to her about that. You'd have to ask Mike. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, my, my wife is really, like, super supportive, over-the-top, all positive about everybody else's, you know, job and the job they're doing. And, and with me, it's like, you know, she screws to me on that. <laughs> What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all it's always my fault things that that happens. But you know, we, we she has a saying in, in our house, you know, dinner's for winners. So Saturday night in the fall, you know, if it's if it's uh if it's a win, we're all good. But if it's a loss, it's leftovers and scrounging through the refrigerator. Oh, wow. losses, I love it. I motivation, yeah. right? I want to eat tonight. I want to eat, man. I'm playing for my dinner tonight. Yeah, yeah, she is the biggest fan. No question. That is good stuff. When spring football rolls around, do you, what is the the energy and the atmosphere like from the team? Does, does it take a while to get in the groove, or are these guys raring to go? I would say they're raring to go, and and I think that's in general probably uh, you know. At, at BYU, maybe some other programs, you know, they're reluctant to get back into it and no games on the line. It's kind of a, you know, period. Maybe, maybe guys just want to get through quickly. BYU has a lot of high character kids, a lot of kids that are, that they, we, we have so many guys on the team that it is the privilege of their lifetime to put on the BYU uniform. And as a coach, I feel the same way. It's a special place to us. It's not like that everywhere in college football. So we have that going for us. And then the other thing I'd say is just our daily schedule. Our guys go into the weight room. They've got the music going. They're lifting heavy weights. They're competing, and that's every day. So by the time we get on the practice field, you know, we're, we're woken up, and we, we do morning practice. But our guys are awake. Their competitive juices are already going. They feel great about themselves. They've been having some fun with their teammates, and they're ready to get out and play football. Ed Lamb with us on BYU Sports Nation. Earlier today we were talking about leaders and potential leaders of this BYU football team. In your mind, who are the emerging emotional leaders on both sides of the ball for the newest version of BYU football? Oh, that's, that's, that's a great question. You qualified that question with emotional leaders. Mm. And so I've got to think of who the emotional leaders are. I would say um, you know, some of our more emotional guys, the guys that bring a lot of energy and emotion daily, you know, Francis Bernard has done a really good job of that. Butch Powell, those are some of the defensive guys, Micah Hanneman, uh, Diane. But we'll 
Ikuku. That's my first time uh, trying to pronounce <laughs> that new last name. Well done. So, yeah. Uh, yeah Detmer calls him dying guacamole. <laughs> so he's, he's, give, he's already given up. And, and the cool thing is you got you to gotta see Ty's face when he says it because, like, being a Texan, he thinks, like, he's really proud of his pronunciation of guacamole, right? Like, he's not, he's, it's not so much a joke of Galuluku. He's like, He's trying to show off his pronunciation of, of guacamole, and it's actually it's a terrible pronunciation <laughs> of guacamole. So I think he's good to just pass on Dyne's new name. Oh. Offensively, offensively, I love what uh, I, I love what uh, what Akile, Akile Davis brings. Tijon all the time. We got a group of running backs that bring a lot of energy, and you know, it's not, when you talk about emotional leaders, it's not always the starting guys. So guys like KJ and. Like I said, Aquila, even like Bo Hodge, Coy Detmer at the quarterback position. Those guys just bring a lot of fun, passion, energy to the game, and it helps everybody to enjoy what they're doing. Coach, we were also talking about all of the the position changes, and we saw a little bit of that last year, and we, we've saw seen some early in spring where guys are switching positions. As a coach, what goes into making that decision? Because I'm I'm sure it's not something that you it's not a decision you guys make lightly. No, it's it's definitely not something we want to take lightly. And, and from that perspective, we have to include the player and get their feeling on it. But in, you, typically, if a coach has really put the time in to look at it earnestly and figure out what's best for the team and is willing to be honest with the player about that, then, you know, I, I think, you know, from there it's just developing trust. But, you know, to go back to the first part of your question, you know, what goes into that from a coaching standpoint, some coaches are very reluctant to do that. And I think, I think their strength and you know, just kind of keeping a player where he's at all the time. I'm, I'm different, and Kalani's different, and we have a history of, of taking a look at players and teams. And I think overall, it's just a, it's just a philosophical viewpoint that football, in my mind, is really there are very few positions where it's a skill game. It's a game of physicality. It's a game of height, weight, and speed. If you look at what the NFL is interested in, that's essentially all they're interested in. They feel like they can teach the rest. This is the can fit the biggest, strongest, fastest athletes into their system and then take it from there and teach them um, how to become great players in whatever position. And it's the only sport where you'll see on a regular basis guys go from college to the pros and completely transition positions. I mean, still, how you see that, even even in our case, you got Harvey Longy, who's looking at playing, you know, one of the positions that he plays. You can't take a look really at baseball or, or basketball or any other major sport and see guys switching positions, you know, at, at that type of rate. So I think I just believe football is that way, and I think our whole program is that way because Coach Shatake sees it that way as well. Ed, I am giving you a solid A for this interview yes. on your permanent transcript across the annals of BYU Sports Nation. Hey, that's that's my second A in my time at BYU, dating all the way back to the mid-90s, so <laughs> I am very grateful for that. Well, you should go celebrate with some golf. How about yes, that? sunshine and golf for you, my friend. Will do. Ed, thanks for the time. We'll talk to you soon. Yep, absolutely. Thanks, guys. Our thanks to Ed Lamb for joining us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. How long have I been telling you (laughs) he has an underrated sense of humor? Now not so underrated, right? The story about Ty Detmer and Dion's new last name 
And he, he said Detmer's basically just given up. He calls him Dion Guacamole. I mean, that was priceless. Oh, yeah. More so to show off uh, how well he can say the word. The word guacamole. Guacamole. Yeah. That oh, was Ty. that was great. Ty. Oh, it, guacamole. <laughs> we, we need to get Ty Detmer's Speaking uh, of bad impressions. Re- to that. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Where's Jerem Jordan when you need him, right? Uh, yeah, there were a lot. There was a lot of stuff that came out of it besides all of some of the funny I stuff. I mean, actual good football information, like, Jason? You know, we, how much do we talk about the play of the offensive lineman? And, you know, he was talking about how, and this is something that the coaches have talked about since this new coaching regime came in, that, they, they want to get back to BYU's offensive line looking a certain way, being a certain size, and dominating like they used to. And he's feeling very good about the, the direction that that is going. That, that's very promising to hear. Yeah, good stuff from Ed Lamb. Download the podcast if you missed that conversation. <laughs> also, why his wife is his harshest critic. Dinner is for, for winners, man. Really, really entertaining stuff. Coming up on BYU Sports Nation, we'll preview tomorrow night's gymnastics meet against Arizona. The young lady who just wins basically everything, Shannon Hortman, huge personality. But first, we'll tell you if BYU's defensive coach changes are a big deal or no deal. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by BYU Dining Services, chef-driven, student-powered. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We're also on demand anytime, anywhere, including Google Play as of yesterday. The podcast is live. Absolutely. Uh, If you missed our interview with Ed Lamb uh, talking about Ty Detmer's attempt at uh, Dion Lake's new last name, you can catch that interview and more on the BYU TV or BYU Radio apps. Or you can download the podcast. They're free. BYU TV, BYU Radio apps, live, on-demand content, anytime, anywhere. Guacamole. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I can't wait to get Ty on the show again. Yes. Refreshing today's BYUSN headlines. Spring football rolling on. With practice number five in the books as of yesterday, head coach Kalani Satake is continuing to like what he's seeing as his team progresses thus far. I'm liking the progress that we're making. You know, I see it in every position group, and I see it with a lot of different players. And so uh, we're improving uh, individually, and, and uh, we're doing it well as a team and offensive, defense, and special teams. It's all coming along really well. BYU will hold practice a week from tomorrow in sunny St. George, Utah. This makes me warm thinking about it. Kalani Satake officially made the announcement that Coach Steve Kafusi will take over as the linebackers coach, while defensive coordinator Elisa Tuiaki will focus on the defensive line. Satake will also help with the linebacker position, and actually Coach Kafusi was on BYU Sports Nation last week and talked about making this move. I love the change, you know. Uh, you know, coaching linebackers, it's, it's been, uh, uh, seriously, I've been excited just to make that move so I can coach a, a different position, different perspective. Steve Kafusi, ready to make an impact right now, and I think he will do so with the playmakers on that defense. BYU Baseball plays UC Santa Barbara tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern. Maverick Buffo, the ace, will take the mound for the Cougars. Game broadcast live on BYU Radio. Here's an update on Cougars in the PGA. Zach Blair is still even through 10 holes in the first round of the Valspar Championship. Also, Daniel Summerhays is one over par through 12 holes. We haven't done this in a while, Jason. Us together, particularly. Yes. 
So with our matching shirts on, let's play Big Deal, No Deal. Big Deal. Brought to you by Brady Industries, a provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment throughout the western United States for over 65 years. Number one. Big deal, no deal. The BYU defensive coaching changes. Do we need to even discuss this, Jason? The trending topic was based on this today. It's a big deal. Yes. It's a big deal because, first of all, it's a big deal for me. When you hear Coach Tuiaki talking about taking the knowledge that Coach Sataki has and the fact that he feels comfortable enough after one year as head coach that he can start expanding some responsibilities, why would you not try and take advantage of getting a guy like Coach Sataki who's done such a great job in positions like this in the past? Why would you not utilize that? And like, like Coach Kafusi said, he's excited about the change, kind of a new challenge. I, I think this is very positive for BYU, so absolutely it's a big deal. Sataki and Kafusi coaching the likes of Francis Bernard, <laughs> Butch Pau, and Fred Warner, who were all 80-plus tackles last year. Really good stuff. It's a big deal. Number two. Big deal, no deal. BYU and the NIT. You want to take this one first, Jason? You know what? I will say big deal for the reason that it's more BYU basketball. It's an opportunity to play more basketball. We talked about this yesterday. I mean, and every year, anytime there's a team that is brought up with NIT, you know, everyone you know, turns their nose up to the NIT. And again, it's, it's not what you aspire, but now that you're in it, yeah, I mean, we want to see BYU go as far as they possibly can. It's not only more games, it's more practices. And that can be beneficial for next year. It's a big deal because this is an opportunity for BYU to keep the conspiracy theory alive that Utah cannot escape the Cougars, <laughs> even when they don't want to play them and pay to get out of it. And then there's that. They're still paying to get out of it. The NIT is that chance. This is a big deal for BYU and Utah to potentially match up in postseason play again. How can you not get excited about that prospect? John Templin of NYC Buckets, our guy, NIT bracketologist, <laughs> he he laid all of that out for us yesterday. You can hear the details of that on the podcast. Hey, by the way. Hey, I, I, I like it. It's a big deal to me. He is updating that daily. So it was updated again. BYU still a three seed. So they survived one day. They survived one more day. It's tournament week. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Number three. Big deal, no deal. Cheering for the success of the Zags as a BYU moral victory. (laughs) You take this one. I think that this is a big deal because Gonzaga's never made the Final Four. And a lot of people think that they have the capability to make a legit run. Not at just the Final Four, but at the National Championship. Drawing comparisons to the Butler teams that made back-to-back national title games. If Gonzaga does well, it shines a positive light on the West Coast Conference, and everybody's going to say, well, if they're undefeated except for one loss, who was the one team that beat the unbeatable Gonzaga? BYU. Yes, this is actually a worthwhile moral victory. (sighs) I really, you're going to go. You of all people are going to go against this. Well, I, I, I guess I'm kind of d- trying to determine big deal, no deal, based off of. I think I could answer it either with either one. I guess I will say it is a big deal. I mean, 
at this point, all we have is moral victories. (laughs) So, so yeah. But I just have a hard time cheering for Gonzaga. I just do. Really? Yes. It's not to the St. Mary's face that you have. Okay. But I just, yeah, I mean, I, I have a hard time rooting for Gonzaga. I just, I do. But I also understand that at the end of the year, if they go all the way, and that one blemish is the BYU Cougars, I totally get how somewhat satisfying that would Tell be. Tell me that's not Yeah, so ultimately amazing. I will say big deal, but I, I, I don't know if I Jason, can root We for have Gonzaga. the newspapers up here from that game. Yes. Okay? Yes, I get you it. root for Gonzaga because BYU did this. <laughs> Oops, they did it again, Jason. I just have a hard time rooting for Gonzaga, sorry. Number four. Big deal, no deal. The BYU Sports Nation hosts twinning. Oh, Oh my goodness. It's a big deal because, let's be honest, we're rocking these shirts, okay? (laughs) It's a big deal that you called us Barker's Beauties of BYU Sports Nation. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. I wonder how many people, because Drew Carey's been doing the prices Right for a long time. Do they still call them Barker's Beauties? Are they like Drew's something? I don't know. Drew's Dimes. <laughs> I, I, I can pretty much guarantee you that is not what they're calling them. I, hey, I'm just looking for alliteration. I was just trying to think of like... The like, whiff. <laughs> I was trying to think of a way to describe you know people modeling. And like Barker's Beauties is exactly what... It's a big deal. We look good in these shirts, all right? All right? Let's be honest. <laughs> I... <laughs> I th- I, don't I don't know what to say. <laughs> right, Drew. <laughs> I don't even care. Number five. Last one. Big deal, no deal. Jason's upcoming <laughs> fell or epic first pitch on Friday. Mm, big deal or no deal for Jason's upcoming first pitch on Friday. I, I'm really trying to downplay this because I'm so scared about this. Uh, it's a big deal. That for, it's a big deal because I got asked to do this. The more I'm we talk about this, no the get worse out. it gets for you. Yeah, I, I am nervous as can be to do this. I've never done this. My natural throwing motion is down. <laughs> <laughs> so I am scared to death. Are you going to overcompensate and sail it 10 feet over the catcher's head? Keaton Kringlin told me, do not try and, and, and soft toss it. Throw it hard. And then, and then Hayden Rogers says, yeah. Aim for it. All you need to do is aim. Just aim the throw. <laughs> Hayden was trying to get me off my game, I know. <laughs> this is a big deal because we've made it a big deal, Jason. Yes, I know. We have, for your unfortunate sake, <laughs> made it a way bigger deal than it needs <laughs> to be. <laughs> it needs to be. With Cameras rolling. I think we're lining up a specific uh, shooter for oh, this. Brother. Just this one specific moment, so no pressure, man. <laughs> have a great time with that. Yes. <laughs> Live it forever. On video and on social media. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, BYU gymnast Shannon Hortman will preview tomorrow's meet with Arizona. She wins at everything. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard live from Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Our daily rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. Gymnastics back at the Smith Fieldhouse coming up tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Eastern, hosting Arizona on BYU TV. Yes, and speaking of BYU gymnastics, we welcome in Shannon Hortman, freshman phenom gymnast into Studio B. Welcome to the show, Shannon. Thank you. 
You told me you were ready for this. Are I, you really ready for this now that you're live on I don't uh, know. national television? We're going to find out. <laughs> we do apologize if you feel left out not having the same shirt as us. It's super cute. It's like a unity thing, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. You guys are killing it. Yeah. Yeah. I love it when people say, that's super cute. <laughs> that's the, that was the exact response we were looking for. It's cute. It's cute. A few weeks ago, we had a Between the Lines segment on BYU Sports Nation featuring our good friend Lauren Frankham hanging out with you guys uh, doing some events yep. within the BYU gymnastics, uh, I guess, realm. What did you really think of Lauren's gymnastics skills? Her gymnastics skills? <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Unfiltered, Shannon. Unfiltered. Uh, she has a great personality. I really- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Hey, listen, not everybody can get up on a four-foot-high beam that's four inches wide and do double backflips and stuff, okay? It's, it's true. She did good. She did pretty good for, like, I wasn't expecting anything from her so it was good when she did a little bit of something like <laughs> she could actually jump and and like leave. get off the ground yeah. like yeah that okay was good. so this leads to a, a really important question then if you had to teach us like one and is it is it is it a stunt is it a move I, what do you call it like like if you had to teach us one thing what would be the easiest for two people who have never done gymnastics i assume you've never done gymnastics i don't speak you, how for you. dare you make i, I apologize <laughs> What would be the easiest thing for us to learn that you would teach us? Well, can you, like, get your feet up off the ground? Can you jump? <laughs> I can jump. <laughs> Maybe, like, a forward roll. A forward roll. <laughs> can okay. you do a forward roll? Forward I think roll we can do stunt. a forward like, a tumbling, essentially. Um, like, like, just rolling over. Yeah, just okay. roll around on the ground. So you would not put us on a beam? You would no. not do any of that? No. Boys don't go on the beam. <laughs> For good reason. Well, I'm just saying, if she was teaching us, she would at least try that. I wouldn't put you up there. Okay. For, good, right. re- for good reason. <laughs> yes. Forward roll. Okay. We're, we're going to get that down. Okay. Right, next time. And we'll wear our matching baseball shirts. It'll be super cute. <laughs> You'll fit right in with us. Hey, congratulations, by the way, on your third Mountain Rim Gymnastics Championship or Conference uh, of athlete of the week award what what does that stuff mean to you when you hear that where where does that register in in your mind i didn't even know what it really was (laughs) but i was like clearly it's really important it's super important no (laughs) i it's cool it's like it's an honor to be able to represent byu that way i think I don't really know what it means, but <laughs> I thought it was pretty cool. You've had a really good freshman season. How would you evaluate your freshman season to this point? Um, fun. It's been really fun. I've. You're right. It's been a good. It's been a good season, and I just have fun with it. Get out there and perform for a crowd. And is this what you did? You expect to to be this good right out of the gate? No, I thought I was. I, I would struggle coming into college. I thought. I would have a hard time being able to perform in front of that many people, but I seem to thrive in that situation, I guess. I just look at you as like this compacted bundle of energy. <laughs> you go like it's, it's just bounce, bouncing off the walls. Yeah. Bouncing off the walls. How do you see yourself as a gymnast in competition? When you watch when you watch back. Exactly that. I think I just I'm a little, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just a bundle of energy. I have a lot of adrenaline when I get out there and get to just have fun with it, I think. What's the hardest part of being a gymnast? Uh, I don't know. My body hurts. <laughs> yeah, understand, understandably. So why do it to yourself? Why, what, 
what motivates you when you're like, I am going to train really hard and my body's going to hurt and it's, <laughs> I got to do homework after all of this? What in the world are you thinking? I mean, because there's the world and then there's like maybe a quarter of the world that can do what my body can do. And that's why I do it because not a lot of people can do it and I can get out there and do something that nobody else can do. A quarter of the world? I think it's maybe like point zero. Yeah, maybe. I don't even know yeah. the statistics of it, but <laughs> it's not a lot. Not very many people. So now you're, you're uh, pre-nursing, correct? Yes. That's your major. So what, what was the reason uh, for choosing that? I mean, is it, is it a calculated move? So if you ever get hurt, you can like diagnose yourself <laughs> or possibly help out. With Coach, the, I believe it's a hamstring strain. <laughs> if the trainers need some assistance with a teammate, you can step in. I don't know. I just always loved the idea of being able to help other people. <laughs> like I said, my body hurts, and I want to help their body not hurt so they can do what they want to do. But nursing has always just stuck out to me. I'm a people person for sure. I couldn't tell. You couldn't tell? At all. You didn't get that? <laughs> <laughs> Shannon Hartman, BYU freshman gymnast with us in Studio B. Is this what you want? I mean, how, how long do you want to go with this gymnastics career before it turns to nursing or whatever it is you decide to do? Well, you get four years in college unless you redshirt and then five years. And after college, uh, gymnasts don't really continue on if you do Olympics. No coaching? No. Actually, I would actually love to coach. I think it'd be way fun. I think I realized that my freshman year I really like working with girls and helping them. Okay, now what I'm learning is that I'm kind of your guidance counselor. You are. You're you're steering my life. Maybe you should (laughs) think about some of these things, Shannon. (laughs) Sometimes, you know. Hey, you're just a freshman. You've got time. That's what I'm saying. So, all right, so coming up tomorrow, you guys have a meet against Arizona. What what should fans expect in the meet against the Wildcats? Um, We're sticking this meet. Uh, we're trying to get a lot of hits and sticks. That's what Garth <laughs> always oh, says. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we're going to try to hit 100%, no falls, and just get out there and be unified as a team, like your shirts. Mm, you yes, know? yeah. Unity. Match up, yeah. That's what we do. That's what we do. <clears throat> Representing on BYU Sports Nation. Um, so the gymnastics meets are unbelievable to watch, and, I mean, just the sheer athleticism is crazy, but I have to be honest, one of the favorite parts of the gymnastics meets are when it's over. Guard always brings me <laughs> one of those, uh, oh, they've got fruit in them. It's, it's an acai bowl, I think. Oh. That, is, that has become, like, my little reward at the end for calling gymnastics. <laughs> That's me, too. <laughs> All right, let's finish with this. I mean, you had an unbelievable meet. Uh, against uh, a Big Ten school a couple of weeks ago uh, in Iowa and put up 196-plus. So you, you've seen that, like, okay, we, we know what we're capable of. So what's the mindset of the team right now? Um, I think that meet was super good for us because in workout, we're incredible. We hit and we stick, and then when it comes to competition, it doesn't really show. So I think it was really exciting to be able to – Show my teammates that, like, you guys are good enough. We are good enough. Yeah. This is, this is what BYU gymnastics really looks like. Highest score in 10 years, for the record. That's really bad. good. Okay, uh, a couple of things. We need to give you some BYU Sports Nation karma so you can be amazing on Friday and Monday. And we would like you to sign our stretch wide flag, <laughs> yeah, you if you don't go, mind. You can sign it anywhere you would like. Go Alrighty. ahead. Alrighty. Let's do it. Try and get Eric Mika at the very top. Can you, can you reach that high? <laughs> That's just <laughs> mean. <laughs> Up next Make on sure BYU you sign Sports it super Nation, cute. Cougar Whip Around, <laughs> to set with everything else that we may have missed. Or we're just going to relive some stuff, plus more matching shirts. Who can argue with that? 
BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. This has been one of the more entertaining shows we have done in a very, very long time for really abstract, obscure reasons. Yes. But you should enjoy it again. Download the podcast. Also, what should we do right now, Jason? Let's whip it. Okay. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. Spring football rolls on with the fifth practice being held yesterday. Head coach Kalani Sataki said he's pleased with the progress he's seen in his team thus far. Also, BYU will hold a practice a week from tomorrow in St. George, Utah. Kalani Sataki made it official. Coach Steve Kafusi will take over as a linebacker's coach, while defensive coordinator Elisa Tuiaki will focus on the defensive line. Sataki will also help out with the linebackers. Baseball. The Batcats host UC Santa Barbara tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Maverick Buffo will take the mound for the Cougars. The game will be broadcast on BYU Radio. Cougars in the PGA. Here's your final update of the show for Cougars in the PGA. Zach Blair is even through 12 holes in the first round of the Valspar Championship. And Daniel Summerhays is one over par through 13 holes. Jason. Cougars overseas. Brandon Davies had eight points, three assists, and two rebounds yesterday for Monaco. Cougars in the minors. Jacob Brugman had a walk and a run for the Oakland Athletics yesterday against Team Italy. Swimming and diving. Cougar diver Matt Denkers finished 10th in the platform dive finals at the Zone E NCAA Championships. Tennis. Women's team coming off a comeback victory over Nevada last weekend will face Middle Tennessee today. Rugby. BYU will take on UVU tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern time on Helaman Field. Vengeance match for basketball. Future guests include Mike Littlewood, the head baseball coach, and Connor Rogers, NFL draft analyst of Bleacher Report. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Who gets the Rise and Shout, Jason? Can we give it to Barker's Beauties? Oh, my goodness. No, we can't give it to Barker's Beauties. But we can give it, yeah, we can't give it to ourselves, right? Because you called us Barker's. <laughs> we can give it to Daniel Clark and uh, Carol yes, Wilson, who sent great, newspapers to Studio B after that classic upset in Spokane. Thank you for doing that. Which position group, defensive line or linebackers, will have the greater impact on the 2017 BYU season? Our elite tweet of the day from at Toby Mack. Linebackers will have a greater impact on the stat sheet, but defensive line will be the reason. Example? quarterback hurries, hits, and swallowing up the offensive line. Thanks to Ed Lamb, Shannon Hortman, and everybody on the crew. Conversation continued 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Show on demand, BYUSN.com. Audio podcast on iTunes and the TuneIn app. For Jason, I'm Spencer. Shout out to BYU Gymnastics. Hits and sticks.